Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm a feminist, but... Oh, Glasgow, we're back! And I'm a feminist, but it's possible I went the full Karen in Glasgow next today. So what happened was, and I think you'll understand when I tell you, I had a new dress to wear for you. For you. This is for you. However, I had not packed the right pants and I had a real VPL situation, like serious VPL situation. Now, I know as a feminist, I shouldn't care. I'm a feminist and I wear pants, right? I'm a woman. If you can see my pants, what what are you going to do? Judge me for wearing pants in a public place? I think most of us are wearing pants. Why do I have to hide that I wear pants? I do. I have to hide that. I have to. So I ran into Next and the man said, we're closing. And I was like, could I just have a pair of pants? And he went, that rack. So I ran over and I was shuffling through looking for pants that would A, fit me and B, not leave me with, you know, bulges and lace and stuff like this under this frankly you know shimmery dress so I just grabbed any pant he was like we're closing the register it's pants now or never and I was like sir you don't understand I have a dress he was like I don't care I was like sir I need pants do you have any in a larger size he was like I've got what's there and that's it that's all you're getting I'm not going out the back I was like fine I'll take these and threw them at the counter so they're not exactly the right size, but I've compromised with a double pair of pants. So I think, I just want you to have a look and see. What do you think? 
that's two pairs of pants for you. And Ella, Ella Fitzgerald, who is, it, is her name Ella Fitzgerald? Hold on, that's a famous singer. Yeah. Is her name... <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I'm going to die. <coughs> this is going to be a memorable show. <coughs> what if I just died then? <laughs> so memorable. <coughs> um, is Ella in who, who sold me this dress? Yeah. Yay! She got in. Okay, I'm fine. Is your name really Ella Fitzgerald? Oh, Mackenzie. Oh. Did I put down Fitzgerald? Oh, no. I put down two tickets for Ella Fitzgerald. She was so helpful. She was so helpful that I, I was like... And she said to me, Oh, my God, I just want to say I'm a big fan of yours and that's why I'm being so helpful. Normally, I'd ignore you. Um, she didn't say that, but it was very heavily implied. And... Um, and then I said, oh, and she said, I wanted to come tonight, but da 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 I was like, no, 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 I'm going to put, t-, because she'd helped me so much and for so long, I'm going to put two tickets on the door for you. And it's just as I said it out loud that I went, Ella Fitzgerald, she's a really famous singer, but also dead and definitely not the show tonight. How did you talk your way in, Ella? <laughs> they said nothing here for Ella McKenzie, but two tickets here for Ella Fitzgerald. And you went, that's me. Okay, great. All right. Well, anyway, thank you for the dress and thank you to the man in next who is not a fan of the guilty feminist and never will be now. (laughs) I'm a feminist, but... (laughs) Hello. Uh, So, I'm I'm not watching Love Island this year. I have regrets. (laughs) It looks very good. So I'm thinking of a compromise. I'm thinking of a... I want to make up a new show called uh, Loaf Island, right? Where I would, I would enter this if you match up a girl with her favourite type of bread. <laughs> like, I would be very into it. A nine-inch baguette, if you're asking. <laughs> mm. A sliced sourdough. Oh. Make of that what you will. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but... Hi, everyone. Um, So, very grateful for Deborah. I've been on the whole tour. I've been on all the dates of this tour. And today's the last one for me, and I was thinking of what did I love the most about it? Was it working with amazing, powerful women? Was it the travelling? Was it the gigs? Was it being getting to play in gorgeous theatres? Um, and I think it's, well, it's actually the constant stream of tiny hotel soaps. <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't know where my next fix will be now. <laughs> Sally, you've been a joy and a wonder on this tour. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for, the, for almost the whole tour. And our final night of the tour here in Glasgow! <laughs> Yeah, we've saved the best for last. There is technically another date. There's another date, our seventh birthday show in London on the 1st of October at the Hammersmith Apollo, for which you should all come down, because we came up, so... (laughs) I'm a feminist, but... (laughs) I'm a feminist, but... Um, uh, so we were driving up from Manchester. We were in Manchester last night. We were driving up today. And, uh, and I passed that, um, you know, Cairn Lodge Farm Shop Services? Yeah. And I bought a scented candle for £16. Oh, my God. And as I was handing over my card, I genuinely thought, 
maybe I shouldn't have access to money. (laughs) (laughs) See, I thought you were going to say I'm a feminist, but last night uh, when we were in Manchester... Oh, God, what did I do? (laughs) Well, after the show, Grace and I ended up staying out later for a drink, and then we were going to walk back to our hotel, which was five minutes away, straight down the quay, uh, the Lowry in Salford. And Grace said, no, 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 it's over this bridge. And I went, definitely, I've been here twice today. And she was like, no, I know the way home. Let's go the way I came. And I, this is I'm famous but for both of us, your straight man energy (laughs) was so overpowering. I just went, oh, okay. Even though I knew we didn't have to go over and I'm a feminist, but I knew the way, and I followed her into what can only be described as a tunnel where they would take you on the wire to have you killed. <laughs> we, end up, we went over that bridge. There were two men making a hostage video. <laughs> they were in full balaclavas. They had a light, very professional rig and like a microphone with a muffy, you know, fluffy thing. And we went past. It was really sinister. And I went, oh, what was that? And Grace was like, just keep walking, just keep walking. Don't look back. Get to the end of the bridge. She went, oh, I'm really sorry. It's the wrong bridge. We have to go back. We had to walk we past did. them. It looked like we were trying to get in their hostage video. Like, you know, yes. people get the background of the news. And I, but, but it wasn't as sinister as we thought. Because on the way back, they turned to us and went, do you have a napkin? So we still don't know what they were making. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> Straight man energy. That's the worst thing anyone's ever said to me. On the guilty feminist. Get the only man. other person who has ever overridden my... You know, I know where we're going with a completely roundabout, round the houses, take me somewhere, I'm going to get me killed, is a straight man. A straight man have done it to me all my life. So I'm just going to call a straight man energy a straight man energy when I see it. I feel, I feel like we're going to end up in couples therapy at the end of this. Oh, my God. I, that would be fun, though. Terrifying. You guys are both terrifying. <laughs> I love you. Um, I'm a feminist, but... Uh, um... Yeah, I'm like, I'm like 80% more happy when there's a text message for a cutie in my phone. (laughs) And like 80% more miserable when there's not. And you just think as like a grown woman in 2022, my happiness would not be based on dings in the phone, but... It is. Uh, and <laughs> having a crush is basically... I feel like having... A, I saw a tweet that was like, having a crush is a mental illness. And it is. It's basically one person oscillating from being, like, your favourite person in the world to the person you hate the most, like, a million times a day. Two people falling in love are just two stalkers who mutually agree not to call the police. Honestly. <laughs> it's, it's all insanity, and I love it. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm a feminist, but... Um, oh, uh, for the listeners at home, Tracy has a baby. I'm a feminist, but baby. honestly, I feel very conflicted about this kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> feel showy. It feels like the sort of thing that alpha maniacs do. <laughs> Don't like it. I want to be... She just... Hang on. I'm a feminist, but... <laughs> I refuse to allow my mother to work. <laughs> and I refuse to allow her any time without me. <laughs> oh. You like it? You gonna eat it? Yeah. 
Oh, for the listeners at home, the baby is now eating the microphone. Breastfeeding from the microphone. That's mother's milk, if your mother's <laughs> Josie Long, no? I was on the stage before I could walk. <laughs> I, so, when was her, your first gig? Oh, the pavilion in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the sad part about that is that I couldn't fill the pavilion in Glasgow. <laughs> She's done it. <laughs> but she could. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I hope we're going to see more from her tonight. Are we? Listen, there's no option. I didn't want to bring the baby, but she won't take a bottle and she won't be put down by anyone other than me. It's a nightmare! <laughs> she doesn't think women should have careers. She thinks that women's place is in the home. Are we ready to start the show? <laughs> then welcome, welcome, welcome to the Guilty Feminist! Give it up for Alison Spittle, Celia A.B. Petrie, Kima, Bob and Josie Long. Five fabulous women you're going to be seeing a lot more of tonight. Oh, Glasgow, it's good to be back. Um, there is no more riotous gig, um, except maybe Dublin. <laughs> it's like, a, it's an, it's, you never know who's going to take it. Like every year we go to Dublin, every year we come here. Uh, and that's not true. We haven't been anywhere for like, as far as I can make out, 300 years. I have been in my flat on a Zoom, weeping uh, and uh, just rocking back and forth, waiting for this day, waiting for this moment when I can touch you. I don't think I'm allowed to touch you, am I? It's got to be a socially distanced audience. This is, no, I'm so sorry. But listen, pretend, can we just do like pretend touching? Oh, wow, like Vulcan. Yeah, there we go. It's like a, like a weird, coveny, witchy feminist energy going back and forth there. Yeah, I feel, I feel hexed in a good way. That's right, that's pretty hexy. Um, it, <laughs> give us a cheer if you listen to The Guilty Feminist. Give us a cheer if you don't know what you're at. Wow. Those cheers are normally less certain and less feminist, but not on this occasion. The people are like, we don't listen and we don't want to. Um, but interestingly, while your friend could not get you to listen, she could get you to come all the way across Glasgow to watch, which is fascinating. What, now, can, tell me what this relationship is, because it's fascinating. Old, old friend. Old, old friend. Are you really here to drink? That's very much the vibe I'm getting. It's her birthday. Oh, what's your name? Siobhan. Siobhan. And are you from Glasgow? No, but I live here. No, but you live here. Yes. Interesting. Not from here, but lives here. Are you not allowed to say you're from Glasgow unless you were born in Glasgow? Because <laughs> in London, if you live in London, you're from London. Nobody questions it. But I could see that she feared <laughs> saying she was from here because she doesn't have the right accent. She was like, no, I will never say I'm from here. Even if I live to be a hundred and my ashes are scattered all over John Lewis. I will never, never say I'm from here. Where are you from? Liverpool. You're from Liverpool. Some of them like that, others are silent. Others are just like, but still England. Yeah, it's a cheeky working class part of England. We hear that, we see why you've come, but it's still England. Yeah, wait till you go independent. The refugees at the border. Yeah. I mean, will I be allowed to come at that point? Yeah, okay, thank you. If I move here at that point, 
I will never say I'm from here. I will just say I'm here at your pleasure until you tell me to leave. And I understand that's the relationship. Uh, so if you don't know, this is a podcast about our noble goals as 21st century feminists and our hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. <laughs> just give us a cheer if you've got a feminist job. <laughs> I have discovered people in my audience do one of three things. Uh, first, they do something with a sort of social agenda where they're trying to make the world a better place. Secondly, they specifically work for the NHS or similar. <laughs> Thirdly, they are doing a dissertation about Virginia Woolf. <laughs> Is that you? I do gender studies. You do gender studies. So you're the one doing a dissertation about Virginia Woolf? <laughs> Anyone else doing a dissertation about Virginia Woolf? Yes, great. What's your dissertation on Virginia Woolf about? If you cheered, or do you just cheered to be... Give her support. <laughs> just che- che- What was that? Supporting. Support? You're just supporting. That's... Listen, you can always count on the sisterhood, can't you? <laughs> They, they will do a dissertation on Virginia Woolf to help me out. <laughs> the waves. A gender deconstruction. Um, so you're doing gender studies at what uni? Strathclyde. Strathclyde. Yes. Okay. How far is Strathclyde from here? A ten-minute walk. Ten walk. <laughs> so it is here. Are you from here or do you just live here? Just you just live here. Where are you from? Largs. Okay, that is in Scotland. I know that from the cheer. Okay, so she's... Even she is not allowed to say she's from here. Because she's from Largs. How far is Largs? It's like a 15-minute train. A 15-minute train and you're not allowed to be from here. That's a 15-minute train. It's not even an hour away. She's not from here. She's not from here. She doesn't dare say she's from here. Just give us a cheer if you are from here. Give us a cheer if you live here. Oh, there's a lot of invaders, isn't there? (laughs) Give us a cheer if you live somewhere else and you came here for the show tonight. Where did you come from? Because we should be doing a show there. (laughs) All right, it's not a game show. Where are you from? Austria! You came all the way here for this show. We should come to you. Where are you in Austria? Dombian. Dombian. Are you from there or do you live there? (laughs) You're from there. You're from Dombian. And you've flown all the way here to Glasgow. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming. Anywhere else? Canada. Canada. You have not come from Canada for this show. (laughs) What? That's not true. For this show... Wow. That's, that's moving. And I don't, want to, I don't want to make assumptions about your gender. Are you a man? Okay. Are you... Have you come alone? You brought some friends and you all came from Canada a week early? Okay, one was already here. So you've got a friend here in Glasgow studying here. She just lives here. She lives here. She's not from here. 
so you have a friend studying in Glasgow, so you phoned her and you went, I don't know what year I think this is, you phoned her, you texted her, you WhatsApped and you said, hey, what's up, one WhatsApp? Uh, what if I were to come early and we were to go to see the Guilty Feminist together? And here you all are. Is that, have I got that right? Amazing. Where in Canada are you from? Ottawa. We're coming to Canada at the end of year. I'm sorry to tell you that now. <laughs> It's not announced yet, but I think we're going to go to Toronto. And we had an amazing time in Toronto last time. How far is Ottawa from Toronto? 300 kilometers. So not, not a 10-minute walk. <laughs> uh, just shout out if, you're, if you have a job where you feel mostly what you do is serve the patriarchy. You... Okay, you sound very happy about that. What's your patriarchy-serving job? Boo. Oh, you mean you're just booing the concept of it. I see, I see, I see. Again, you can always count on the sisterhood. They give us what we need. Um, anyone got a patriarchy-serving job they'd like to tell us about? What's yours? Sustainability. Sustainability? That feels like that's undermining the patriarchy. The patriarchy is not famous for not liking sustainability. Patriarchy is all about to what can I, how much money can I make by Friday? It's a what, sorry? Oh, there's lots of men in STEM. So, you, well, I think that's a feminist thing, that if you're going in and working in STEM and helping STEM be more sustainable, or working on the... This is a woman working for sustainability in STEM, going, it's not feminist enough. <laughs> I feel so, let me confess my sins. The standards are too high. So what... A Canadian man, what's your name? Gavin. Gavin, what do you do for a living? You teach at a college. What do you teach? Mathematics. Mathematics. Did you say, yeah, patriarchal? <laughs> See, he doesn't feel bad about himself. <laughs> He's like, I've got to make a living. I'm taking a job from a woman, but I'm making up for it. <laughs> I'm making up for it by flying an incredible amount of hours, undermining the environment entirely. <laughs> to see my friend here, we'll go to a feminist show, written it off. That's his version of a feminist neutral adventure. <laughs> Gavin, we're delighted you've joined us. Thank you so much. Are we ready for our first comedian of the night? <laughs> we're going to have a fantastic night of comedy, conversation and music. Our first comedian is a guilty feminist regular. Uh, she is one of our favourite co-hosts. She really got me through the pandemic because she was one of the people that Zoom co-hosted with me more than anyone else uh, when I was not coping. Um, I mean, you should have seen my VPL then. Um, I didn't wear pants for months. Um, Hello, guilty feminists. It's Jessica Regan here from Big Speeches. Well, as the price of everything is going up, we have decided to lower our prices to make this training as accessible as possible. I teach the Big Speeches workshop for Guilty Feminist online on Sundays. Our upcoming dates are August 28th, Sunday, and September 25th, also Sunday. Both workshops take place at 3.30 p.m., and they'll run for three to four hours, depending on the number of attendees. We've lowered our full price tickets and our subsidized tickets. So do book as fast as you can, as they won't be around for long. Really looking forward to seeing you. Thank you for bearing with us. We're very happy to be back. Please go to guiltyfeminist.com forward slash big speeches to book your place now. 
she's an absolutely fantastic comic. She's going up to the Edinburgh Festival this year with, with a show called Wet. Put your hands together and make incredible Glasgow welcoming noises for the wonderful Alison Spittle. That's amazing. Uh, Give me a shout here who's on long-term contraception. (laughs) Do it again. (laughs) I'm judging. You're you're enthusiastic, but I'd say like a quarter of you. Would I be right? Yeah, Glasgow, three quarters of you not on long-term contraception. What are we? What are we? A big pull-out city, are we, huh? (laughs) Let Jesus take care of it. He can't be there for everything. <laughs> um, I've a, I've a weird relationship with contraception. It all started um, when I got a pregnancy scare. Uh, the way I got a pregnancy scare is I'll tell you how. Um, I paid attention to my menstrual cycle. Uh, before that, when I didn't know what was happening, I was living very happy in ignorance. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> like my period was like a college friend. <laughs> that was like, hey. Fancy seeing you again, you know? <laughs> nice. Um, I, I have a friend called Fern. She's a comedian, right? And uh, she's amazing. She's really good. She's so successful now that she's turned from a friend to someone that I asked her for life advice and stuff like that, you know? Because um, she's got a mortgage and stuff like that. And... <laughs> Once I was asking her, I was like, how have you changed your life, like, recently? Like, what changes have you made? And she said to me, Alison, have you been tracking your periods lately? And I was like, what? She said, there's a period tracker app. And I looked at her and I was like, I don't know how this is going to help me get a mortgage, but... (laughs) Feck it, I'll give it a go. Um, So I got the iCal app. It's a little app that you have on your phone. It's got a cat on it, because women love cats. And... uh, (laughs) It's very strange. It feels, it feels, like, um, it feels a lot like a Catholic confession, in a way. Because I'm just talking to this cat, like, you know, going, Dear cat, it's been two weeks since my last period. <laughs> and the cat will look at me and go, Go on, my child. You know? <laughs> Four Hail Marys. <laughs> um, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm ex-Catholic, um, no longer Catholic. I'm also mentally ill. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're connected, but I feel like they could be. I don't know. Like, sometimes I get a thought in my head and, like, uh, I'll think something and then I have to stop myself and I'm like, Alison, stop. Now, is this mental illness or is this residual Catholicism? (laughs) Like, I can't tell the difference. I can't. But I still love a candle, you know, like... (laughs) Can't take that away from me (laughs) in that respect. So with this app, anyway, um, I, hadn't, I hadn't input... I hadn't had a period for about three months. And the cat was looking concerned at this point. <laughs> I was, like, scratching at the screen going, please get yourself tested. So I decided I was going to get myself tested. I bought myself the clear blue digital pregnancy test. I really didn't, wa- really didn't want to be pregnant, so I thought if I spent as much money as possible... <laughs> on the pregnancy test, it would somehow help me get the result that I wanted. <laughs> I was going to financially invest in this, right? And a clear blue digital is a beautiful piece of equipment, if you've ever seen it. It's incredible. It'll tell you, like, how pregnant you are. It's got curves in all the right places. It's the Maserati of pregnancy tests, right? 
It, it's that beautiful that I apologise to it before pissing on it, right? That's how beautiful this pregnancy test was. So, I'll tell you what was happening anyway. Um, I, was, uh, I was pissing on this pregnancy test. I was having a cry. I had all my candles lit around me, right? <laughs> Going, please, no, please. I was having a good cry. I was giving it all the moisture I could give, you know, giving it everything. And it's weird, you never see, you never see pregnancy test ads where just a woman crying go, God, no, no, please, please. Like, I think that's the thing we should campaign for next. So we've got rid of the blue liquid. Now let's get tears, like, in our adverts. So I'm crying and I'm pissing and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm thinking about how incredible it is, all of the engineering hours that have gone into, uh, gone into this pregnancy test, you know, and I'm thinking I could improve it somehow. How I would improve this pregnancy test is I would put a little soundboard in with like two speakers, right? And I've looked it up, the technology is there, like it would fit in this. I haven't patented it yet, so please don't. Um, but what, what I would do is I'd, uh, when you're pissing on it, for the, sound, for the soundboard to go click and then the speakers to start, and when you're pissing, it goes, and then when you're finished pissing, it just, it just goes, I'll be brilliant, wouldn't it? Oh man, I'd be laughing. I'd be laughing. If, if you can laugh while having your pregnancy test, right? You're going to be okay if whatever result comes out. You're going to be fine. And that's what I mean. It will break the tension. It will break the tension. Um, guys, you've been so lovely tonight. I've had a blast. I hope you... Yeah, I don't know why I'm, um, I'm finishing it like this. Like, it's very weird. I've finished it weirdly. I have. I finished... <laughs> I finished it in a way that... Not like sometimes when I have sex, which is very abruptly. And then I'll go, oh, I'm just going to turn around and you can finish yourself off, okay? I'm going <laughs> to chill. So have a lovely night, everybody. Best of luck. Bye. <laughs> not here. Okay. Please welcome to the stage, Celia A.B., everybody! Woo! Sorry. Hello, everyone! Woo! We're going to do this again. Hello, everyone! Woo! Here we go. My name is Celia A.B., and I am from Paris. But I also moved from Paris to Birmingham, willingly. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> a lot of people wonder, why would you move from Paris to Birmingham? And it's very simple. Because on day one, I saw the funniest thing I've seen in my entire life at New Street Station. It was a really drunk man. He was scooched over, singing, She's electric. <laughs> to a vending machine. Been in the UK for almost eight years. Eight years means that I'm not like bewildered at everything anymore. And I didn't want to be one of those comics that's like, you guys are like this, and we're like that. But it turns out that you guys are like this. <laughs> and we are like that. And I know this is a Scottish audience, so I'm about to slag off the Brits. <laughs> <laughs> There's no nice way of saying that, right? 
But before I moved to England, I was so fascinated with like the culture, the music, the films, the sitcom, comedy, everything around it. And when I moved there, I was expecting everyone to be friendly. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Um, there's no way of saying this. The Brits think about the French way more than we think about them. <laughs> it's like so much more. Because when I moved there, it seemed that everything I did was instantly seen as like French and arrogant. Once I said the word croissant properly, everyone lost their mind. <laughs> I couldn't deal with it. What I'm fascinated with is the fact that they went from invading the entire world to saying things like, sorry, can I squeeze past? <laughs> mm. They went from pillaging the entire world to now, if an alcoholic drink is a bit sweet, they'll say, that is dangerous. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> now, I see a few faces here thinking, you know, the French are colonizers too. The French have done terrible things. Um, I am half Algerian. You cannot hurt me. <laughs> I'm half a colonizer and half a colonizer. <laughs> Depends how you see the glass, I suppose. Dangerous. <laughs> I think I've peaked, though. I think I've become British. I think I have. Um, the other day I was staying in a hotel and uh, we were a few British friends, a few British friends. It was the breakfast, time of the breakfast. We were all picking up all of our stuff. It was one of those where you can pick everything you want. Um, we all went a bit mad. There were six types of yogurts, croissants everywhere. But Chloe, my friend Chloe, who's British, came down and she only grabbed a black coffee and a croissant. And then I went... Bonjour. <laughs> I've never felt more at home. <laughs> I'm recently single, right? And uh, I'm bisexual, which means I'm single twice. <laughs> and um, I've got a really good way of getting attention, though, and I think everyone kind of uses it. You know that sentence? Me? I'm not like the other girls. <laughs> And it's morally wrong to say. It's really morally wrong because it's throwing other women under the bus for traditionally male attention. It's morally wrong, but it gets results. <laughs> and I think it's more feminist to allow me to throw you under the bus <laughs> just as a one-off for my sexual liberation. <laughs> like, do it to me. Throw me under the bus, get a shag, enjoy it. <laughs> That one's on me. <laughs> but I like it. I like, it's called a pick-me girl now. A pick-me girl, she'll do crazy things like eat an entire pizza. <laughs> I think it's weird that if you eat an entire pizza, you're chill, but you eat one entire quiche. <laughs> and then your whole life, you're quiche lady. <laughs> And every room you walk in, there she is. <laughs> Lorraine.
<laughs> nice giggle from you, sir. <laughs> I um, right, I think I've only got one minute left. Do you guys like impressions? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, you're lucky I've got one. <laughs> um, first of all, I think I've gone too polite. I think I have. I think British politeness is fake, uh, and I've gone too far the other way. Like, I've ended my will with, honestly, no worries if not. <laughs> it's a bit much, isn't it? But this is my impression of a British person. I've observed. You ready? Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry, love. Can I just squeeze past? <laughs> that was a British person being born. <laughs> Glasgow, thank you so much for having me. Have a lovely evening. Salure <laughs> B, everybody. You've got to go and see her show at the Edinburgh Festival. It's called Swim. So there's wet and there's swim. Those are easy to remember. Anyone here doing a show at the Edinburgh Festival? Yes, what's your show? It's called Head Girl. Head Girl? What's it about? It's about Head Girl. It's good, it's not a confusing title. Great, where's that going to be on? Okay, so look out for Swim, Wet, and Head Girl. Did you write it? You did, you wrote it. Philly should be more proud of it. Yeah. I feel you should be, I feel you should be more proud of it. I feel like if it, Gav, is it Gavin? The one from Canada. Yeah, Gavin, yeah. I feel if Gavin had written a show and he was taken to the Edinburgh Festival, he would have told us about it by now. We would have opened with that. You're like, I don't... Well, I guess if you're asking, but is it going to be good? Is it a drama? Is it a comedy? It's a comedy. It's a play. Yeah. Excellent. I'm excited. <laughs> How many stars would you give it? Five. Five. Great. There you go. <laughs> Anybody else got a show in Edinburgh? Did someone else go woo? That was just support again. Okay. <laughs> um, what I need to know from you, Gavin, is... <laughs> no, don't listen. Do not feel sorry for men. The bar is low. The bar is low. All a man has to do is come here and look towards the stage during the show and people are like, oh my God, are you single? It's like if you see a man pick up his own baby, people lose their fucking mind. They're like, look at him being a father to a human being he invented and did not have to push out of a hole in his body that was not fit for purpose. It was the only exit available and it was too fucking small. It's made that way so the baby just doesn't drop out. Do you have children, Gavin? You do. 
You made someone else have them, didn't you? <laughs> you didn't do any pushing, you didn't do any breathing. Were you present for the birth of your children? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Love um, is she, where, where is your, is your partner? I don't want, mis- I don't want to assume anything. Uh, is your partner a woman? Okay, is your partner in Canada? Is she minding those babies? Yes. Are you having, how many babies are there? There's two. How old are they, Gavin? 14 and 11. And there she is. In the throes of adolescence. Hormones everywhere in Ottawa. Can you imagine? On the plains of Ottawa. Where, where is her husband? He's drinking in Glasgow. Having a wonderful time with an old friend of his who's a student. He's reliving his college days. He's having a wonderful time. He's about to go to Dublin for work, probably. Work, I say work. It's a jolly, isn't it? Are you going to Dublin for work? Oh, God, don't tell us it's pleasure. Why are you going to Dublin? If you're listening at home, Gavin said frisbee. Frisbee, frisbee, frisbee. That's the hobby, that's the hobby of a 14-year-old boy. I hope you're subbing in on behalf of your son. Gavin, you need to tell us more, really urgently and fast. Gavin, tell us about frisbee. What I'm hearing is the World Masters Championships, yes. You're a photographer. You're a photographer. But you told us you're a college professor. So, what you're, what you're, you enjoy photographing other people t- throwing frisbees? Uh, explain. <laughs> Just yes. Just yes. So, this is a hobby. For a hobby, you photograph people playing frisbee. So are you being paid for this trip? No. And, you, and your wife is minding two children. They're coming. Oh, okay. So they'll meet you at the Frisbee Championships. Okay, that's a bit better. So you're sort of escaping a week earlier to come to Glasgow to meet you. So you said to your wife, I'm afraid I won't be able to be here for this week because I have to go and do feminism in Scotland. <laughs> and she said, fuck you, buddy. And you went anyway. Is that what happened? No. That's 100%. <laughs> well, listen, Gavin, I kind of love you anyway. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm intrigued by the whole setup. I'm intrigued by the dynamic. Tell, listen, do you have a LinkedIn, Gavin, we can look at just so we can analyze this further on our own time? Because I feel we're going to need to. You teach maths at university in your free time you photograph other people doing frisbee do you also do frisbee he's he's your coach he's your frisbee coach We're not going to make any assumptions because we're feminists. We're feminists. And I see 
in my peripheral vision that my tour manager is also intrigued by this story, <laughs> but telling me, wind it the fuck up. So that was the first half. Join us for part two, which should be in your feed right now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 